up, Cardboard Nation? Welcome to another episode of Go GTS Live, the hobbies web show. It is good to be back. I am your host, Rob Bertrand. Joining me as always, Ivan Lovgren. Ivan and James held the fort down last week. Thank you, gents. Great job as always. Uh, What's going on? Uh, am I allowed to talk yet? Is yeah, the, go ahead. Our mic's on. That's not a you joke, yeah. by the way. That that was a that was a pre-show joke for those of you. <laughs> yeah, that, no that kidding. Don't know. Um, yeah, no, we're good. Uh, one, uh, glad to have you back, Rob. Glad to have a show with uh, some product being opened that I'm not responsible for. Man, that's a lot of work. <laughs> Trying to keep everybody excited because <laughs> uh, we don't always pull hits over here. Um, but hey, we had some fun with that last week, and I'm glad that you are back. So I can just. Well, I am glad to be back as well. There's so much responsibility Um, in that dang seat, Rob. (laughs) Well, hey, listen, we both bring different strengths, and I think that's what makes our show so fun. Um, I want to dive right away into the Go GTS Live Q of the Week poll um, because it's garnered a lot of engagement, almost 240 people voting so far love to see this number well over 300 by the time we're done with the show and the go gts live q of the week poll probably for a moment still the pim tweet when the modern six-figure card market eventually makes a correction what will be the average loss in value now a couple caveats obviously six-figure card market okay there's not you know, an infinite amount of them. So we're talking a very specific part of this hot market. And then, yes, I am making the assumption that there will be some sort of downward market correction. So that in mind, your choices were 20% or less, up to 50%, more than 50%. And then because the way things were worded, there was an other category And it's pretty evenly split between the three that had a number um, percentage to them with up to 50% at 35.6% leading the way. However, when you combine that with more than 50, you get 66.6% of poll respondents saying that it's going to be up to 50% or greater. Interesting. So um, with that out of the way, Ivan, I, I wanted you to, to, to weigh in, ask any questions or prior to you sharing how you voted. Um, oh, OK. Well, no, I don't have any questions. I just have opinions. OK. All right. <laughs> so what was your opinion on the question at hand? So I am in the four percent. I voted other. Because I think the question assumes some things that I I still don't know are true. There's only one assumption, and that that the market correction is going to be downward. You disagree with that? Well, I, yeah, I don't think that. I think the assumption that there needs to be a correction from today's point is maybe wrong. Now, here's the thing: no one used the word needs. But, well, that it the, will. The, that, that from today there will be a co- correction. Yes. That that I don't. Now this is 
totally a coin flip. In fact, it looks like I'm in the minority of the two. Oh, you're in the you're you're in the ultra minority if you think that it's going not going to correct down. I would say. So the question is, and and I get this constantly. I got this on Top Shot. I got this on cards. I get this on everything. It's like, hey, when are we at the top? When is when is the top? And the answer is always when people stop, like when, when new people stop discovering it. So I know that we have not yet reached market saturation, even though new people ask me every day about cards and they may not go buy them. They may not become collectors. Um, you know, so there is more awareness happening because of all the articles and things. I still believe that many of them can be converted to collectors. I believe there's a huge audience out there that still is not buying packs of cards or buying singles or trying to build their collection in some way for whatever purpose there may be. So I may, I still believe that you can't just look at value and say, we're in a bubble or say, well, we're, we need a correction. You know, everything that goes up has to come down. That's gravity, not economics. Um, so I don't know that it will eventually make a correction from today. Obviously, at some point, there will be some point where all of a sudden there's one less collector the next day than the day before. That will happen at some point. But I still think that the hobby is just picking up steam when it comes to actual marketing. And actually, that's probably the bigger point. I'm going to go for another 50 seconds, Rob, because that's a huge point to me. For years, I've said, why are they not marketing in the hobby? Why is there no like marketing? Why do you not see uh, influencers jumping on and doing breaks and and you know NFL players posting their cards? Like, can you imagine if every player posted their card? Like, there's so many players out there that aren't even talking about the fact that they have a card. They'll talk about their their 2K uh, character before they talk about their their rookie card. The market is still so huge potentially. That I still well, think it, I, that's I, an assumption. But I, I, think, I think you made the mistake that I was afraid a lot of people would do, was overread into the question. The way I take your response is a more general like volume of people in the hobby. And this was a very specific question, if you reread it. The six-figure card market, I believe is being artificially manipulated by a small handful of investors who are looking to diversify into tangible assets. I don't think a $2.25 million Tom Brady rookie card, of which there are 100, is a sustainable model for that class of cards. So. But I also voted other because I don't think it's going to be as drastic as the majority of the respondents seem to think it might be. And I know that up to 50% catches a lot of volume uh, percentage-wise. But m my thought was 30, no more than 40. So when you see you know, a card just selling for $900,000, i am not going to say it's going to be worthless. I'm saying I think we're going to see a correction of 30 to 40% for those types of cards. Once those people start to put that money into other things, that's all I'm saying. 
So, Rob, there's actually a, a place, though, at the base of this where I totally disagree with you based on what I said and based on something you and I are both in, which is fractional investing. They've literally created a way that you and I can each own part of a $900,000 card. That's or one side a of a million dollar card. Yeah. Yeah. A million dollar card. The other is a stat that, um, you know, I'm not here. Here's the thing. I am not smarter than anybody out there, but I do see the world a certain way, which is trying to study the law of large numbers. It's how the insurance companies make money. They, they know if this happens 10,000 times, we can start to count on it. There are almost 20 million millionaires in America. And almost 50 million millionaires in the world. So when you talk about the high-end card market and saying it's a select few people at this point, again, I think the opportunity is so huge for it to expand still. I think okay. there's so I many can people see that, that. diversified into it that it's, it's kind of crazy. And it's hard to see. I mean, I come from Omaha, Nebraska. I had one Walmart I went to as a kid. You know, we didn't even go to Target. Like... So it's taken a lot for me to sort of understand, even talking to the logistics people at GTS about how huge the world is. But I honestly believe that even at that top end market, there's still significant room. It's just a question of if the popularity continues, if people keep talking about it. Well, great, great points all around. And I knew it was a question that would bring on a lot of great discussion. We want to hear. Oh, look at this. We've got 30 more votes, Rob. And my side has gone down by 0.4% in the last 30 votes. So apparently everybody <laughs> listening disagrees with me. Um, I do want to say too, cause there's, there's much better takes. I talked for a long time cause I'm passionate about this. There's much better takes in the comments. We'll get back to those when we revisit the poll. So Absolutely. do go to twitter.com slash go GTS live and vote and provide your takes below or in the chat. That poll's going to come in handy later. I'm sure Ivan. Uh, it's going to come in uh, super handy because guess what? We are back with some awesome product previews today. We're breaking boxes of Upper Deck Hockey Series 2 as well as Black Diamond. And we've got Topps Heritage, a hobby box of that. So we're going to be chasing some hits, and we don't keep the hits. We give them away to you. So the way that we pull winners is from Twitter, though. So wherever you're watching, I see you Twitch chat. Make sure that you also follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash live, and engage later in the show when I ask you to in order to be eligible to win. So engage all week long, but particularly <laughs> during the show. Yeah, what he said. All right, let's take a look at some news, notes, and nuggets in the hobby from around the web in a segment we like to call Hobby Happenings. Well, it seems almost assured that the big hobby story this week is the announcement that Topps was taking the company public and making a return to the NASDAQ index as a publicly traded company for the first time since 2007. Topps agreed to go public through a merger with Murdoch Capital Acquisition Corporation, a special purpose company that currently values Topps at $1.3 billion. Former Disney CEO Michael Eisner will stay on as Topps chairman. Uh, Mudrick Capital and, uh, and funds and accounts managed by Gamco Investors and Wells Capital Management 
are expected to invest an additional $250 million. Private equity firm Madison Dearborn Partners intends to sell most of its ownership in tops, but that Eisner's firm, the Tornate Company, will roll its entire stake into the new combined company. The deal is expected to close in the late second or early third quarter. Eisner spoke with CNBC about Top's future. Check it out. The business right now is digital, so I want to talk about the opportunity for NFTs. But then there's a huge part of the business. We were talking, I don't know if you saw us in the last hour, uh, we're talking about Bazooka Gum uh, and, you know, and Bazooka Joe. That's 35% of the business, all of, all, all of the, the candy that you can get uh, in front of these stores right now. How do you see that, that, that shifting over time, that mix? Well, we have two businesses. We have the confection business, which started with Bazooka, but now is you know much greater than that. And I think we're the largest candy company at the front of Walmart or Target. And our sports and entertainment business is just booming. When I, you know, I, I bought the company because I thought it had a great consumer emotional appeal, the way Disney did when I went to Disney. With you know, I went to the parks. I grew up. I took my kids to the parks. Everybody I talked to had remembered their tops uh, cards. Their mother threw away the cards that were under their bed in a box. Their brother put it in the wheels of their tire. There was this emotional uh, feeling. So that's why I bought it. We bought it as an analog company with the goal of making it digital. And over the course of the 14 years we've owned it, we're now about 25% digital. However, the digital is growing really fast. It's instant uh, uh, gratification. Instantly, we upgrade on every turn of the bats the statistics. And now with blockchain, we're going to be able to participate in the secondary market before we only participated when we put the analog cards out. Now, the cards, the play, as you said, the, uh, the cardboard cards are still extremely popular. We appeal to kids. The digital cards are very popular. We appeal to teenagers and young adults. And blockchain you know, we think it will appeal to everybody. But what we did, when we decided to do this deal, we, blockchain had not exploded. We've been playing in the field of blockchain for the last year and a half. But the explosion came after we made this decision. We did not make the decision for that reason. And it is not really in our economics, although we think it'll be fantastic. So we don't have future uh, licenses in our projections. We don't have blockchain in our projections. We're running the company as a real company, and this is the icing on the cake, going digital completely with the analog still in place. You know, we have strong earnings. We have a great management team. I think uh, we have a similar management team that I had at Disney, and if you look around, so many of the companies are run by Disney alumni. And I will say uh, that uh, we're very happy to have Jason because now we have a real serious financial executive who helps us in all the various things we need help with. Michael, did you speak oh, by to the way, the, uh, a I, little, go ahead. I should, I should, the company today, which is just ironic to me, is exactly the same financial position that Disney was in 1984 when I went there, to the dollar. Now, if we do a tenth as well as Disney, I will be very happy. Just speak to two issues. On this NFT business, does that, I mean, we are talking about that as opportunity, uh, do you also look at potential competition coming into the marketplace to, to compete with you in ways that, that they hadn't been able to before? 
Well, there's always competition, but we have the relationship with, for instance, Major League Baseball or the Bundesliga in Germany or with UEFA and the Champions League all through Europe. We're growing internationally tremendously. And I think the consumer wants to see the players in their uniform of their exact team. They want to see the marks of like MLB marks. And if you put out an individual uh, player without all of that, it doesn't have the veracity of a Topps uh, company. So I don't think the uh, competition is going to hurt us. It probably will only help us. Uh, Jason, there's a real quick, there's a page on the deck about just the explosion uh, of your, you call it an edible business, which raised a question to me about, and, and maybe, the, maybe the brand is too wholesome, I don't know, uh, about where that, where that business could ultimately go. You're talking about the confections business? <laughs> that, that's, uh, it, it, it was referred to as the edibles business uh, in the deck. So I, I, it, it oh, raised the question yeah. about whether the yeah. confections business could, could turn into an edibles business. Well, it's not, not those it's kind of edibles. <laughs> but yeah, you know, look, it is 35% it, it, it of, of the business and provides a very steady stream of cash flow, which, is, which will be great for this business going forward. We don't often hear about deals in the hobby anymore. Well, get this. If you're an autograph collector who acquires autographs in person or through the mail, then Beckett Authentication Services has a deal for you. For the entire month of April, take advantage of their Seal of Authenticity service, which is similar to Raw Card Review for grading, for just $7, which is a hefty discount off the regular price of $20. Now, the service does not include shipping, insurance, or tax, and only applies to trading cards. However, a deal's a deal. You can visit beckettauthentication.com slash specials for more details. That's why it's there. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, good deal. Yeah. All right. Uh, venture capital continues to pour into the hobby. Sports Collectors Daily reports that sports card marketplace Starstock.com has received an infusion of $8 million in capital investment led by Anderson Horwitz, a Silicon Valley venture capital firm with participation from several angel investors, including NBL star Trey Young, Twitch cone founder Justin Can. Chief Operating Officer of BetMGN, Ryan Spoon, and Ilka Panin, co-founder of Supercell. The company plans to use the money to continue its growth, build a mobile app, and hire additional employees. While Tom Brady keeps breaking records on the field, he also continues to break records off the field as well. Brady's rookie card sold in March for $1.32 million, believed to be a record high for any football card. And now the same type of card has just blown past that record, selling for $2.25 million last week through Leland's. The 2000 Playoff Contenders Championship Rookie Ticket card is autographed and numbered 99 out of 100 with a grade of BGS 8.5 and a 9 autograph. So also, whoever said BGS 10 was all that mattered? <laughs> oh, and there's only 100 of the GOAT. 
Oh, fresh off of setting that record for the most expensive football card ever, seven-time Super Bowl champion quarterback Tom Brady is now entering the digital collectibles game as well. According to CNN, Brady is launching an NFT platform with some of the biggest names in sports, entertainment, and pop culture. Called Autograph, which is expected to launch this spring, It'll work with creators to develop unique digital collectibles, including NFTs featuring the GOAT himself. Upper Deck announced today a new line of authentic autographed memorabilia from 2021 Players' Championship winner Justin Thomas. The rising golf superstar currently ranks second in the world and is one of only four golfers since 1960 to win 14 times on the PGA Tour before turning 28. Wow. Thomas collected seven top 10 and 15 top 25 finishes during his rookie season in 2015 and finished as a runner-up for PGA Tour Rookie of the Year. In 2017, Thomas won his first major at the PGA Championship, followed by the FedEx Cup title on his way to being voted PGA Tour Player of the Year. In a quote, Upper Deck uh, Director of uh, Director of Upper Deck Authenticated Gabriel Garcia said, Upper Deck takes pride in offering authentic and innovative memorabilia from top athletes around the world. We are happy to welcome Justin Thomas to the family and to give golf fans access to an incredible new lineup of signed items. Upper Deck's plans include releasing autographed pin flags, golf caps, and original designed prints like you see there, including a dual signed piece featuring Thomas with longtime friend and mentor Tiger Woods. Appropriately named Mutual Respect, the image captures the two golf stars embracing after Thomas sinks a match-winning putt during the 2018 Ryder Cup. Congrats, that Thomas, and awesome Upper picture. Deck. Yeah, no doubt. That's an awesome picture. Uh, let's see. Up next, Golden Auctions announced that its recently concluded March premium auction has broken several world records and sold a total of $38.2 million dollars in trading cards and collectibles. The auction sales total is the industry's second highest ever behind only Golden's winter auction, which closed March 7th and sold $45.2 million worth of items. During the auction, the company set records for the highest ever sale price for any soccer card, over $555,000 for this 1979 Diego Mardona rookie card as well as the highest sale price ever for a golf card, 369000 for this 2001 Upper Deck SP Authentic Tiger Woods autographed rookie card numbered to just 100. So bear with me, Rob. I know this is a blast from the past. But believe me, okay. I have a perfectly valid reason <laughs> for showing this 1994 Topps Stadium Club card of former Dodgers pitching great Oral Hershiser. What's going on with this picture? Well, let's actually listen to Hershiser himself tell the story. All right, Oral, MLB.com today had an article on this 1993 Top Stadium Club card. What in the world is going on here? We had to become the sod squad. We were winning at home on grass, but anytime we went on artificial turf, I think we had lost maybe nine games in a row on artificial turf. I went to the grounds crew and I said, guys, we need some grass. I'm taking it on the road with us. <laughs> 
So I'm there laying it out out of a grocery cart and the bench and out in the bullpen and the guys were spitting on it, taking the sunflower seeds, leaving their gloves on it. We just had grass laid out there. We won. So you went from 0-9 on AstroTurf to 17-11 and 11 once you started traveling grass. See, you got to know what to do for the team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bring them grass. Yeah. Here's Moogie Betts inside ball one. And that was awesome. I was going to add in a final twist to that story. If you want to try to buy that card on Com C, the cheapest one is listed for $9.99 right now. It, what a great story. Thank you, Oral. Well, mobile sports card marketplace, Loop, made another major stride towards its goal of being on every sports card collector's phone. This week, the company announced the launch of their services on Android devices, woohoo, bringing modern streaming tools to the card collecting hobby on both major mobile platforms in the US. Loop founder and CEO, Eric Doty, who we had the pleasure of speaking with as a guest a while back, said, I'm thrilled to finally release Loop on Android. It's one of the biggest milestones I've been eyeing since we launched. Uh, I very big congratulations, actually, to Eric and his team. I just downloaded it yesterday, so I'm not fully set up. But if you want to hit me up on there, I am, of course, VOTC. Ivan, you're on that, right? Uh, I'm on it. I don't know my username, though. Okay. Terrible promotion. Wouldn't it be watch the breaks? Jeez. 98% certain it is, but every once in a while. Like, uh, funny enough, I just got back into Top Spunt. Oh, and my okay. old account was under my personal name, Ivan Lovegren. So it's like, oh, that's funny. you just, you never quite know. But it, incredible news for Loop. They've been doing incredible things and really excited to see where they go from here. Absolutely. Well, one parting shot before we wrap up. Okay, is this really, really where we are at with the state of retail? <laughs> uh, setting up the night before at the order pickup line for retail? What is going on here, Ivan? Help. And that's a look at this week's Hobby <laughs> Happenings. <laughs> All right, I guess I it is can, what it is. I can throw my answer in off the air. I didn't want to bog down the segment too much because we do have a lot of ripping to do, right? None of these are pre, like you didn't pre-rip any, right, tonight, Rob? Oh, no, I've got highlights for Heritage and Upper Deck. Oh, it is too. That, okay. See, it so says highlights right next to the product in the show notes there. Yeah, over in the show notes. I'm reading Hobby <laughs> Well, you won't find out about box breaks and hobby happenings. Well, I, I, yeah. Okay. Well, while we get the things over, <laughs> here is my thing. I am sick of complaining about lines for cards, Rob. Now okay, that you're back, I can, I can talk about things. I'm so sick of it. You know what I did in 1999? I showed up at an AMC theater at 5 a.m. in the morning to sit outside in no shade until 2 p.m. when they opened up the box office to buy tickets for Lord, uh, uh, Star Wars The Phantom Menace with about 200 other people. How'd that decision work out for you? Terribly, but it was fun. <laughs> but it was so much fun. And yes, I know people are jumping in because of that, but here's the thing. Some people in line, you could buy a max of 12 tickets. I bought 12 tickets because I was going to see it myself at the midnight showing with a friend, the next day with my dad and my uncle and my brother. Hey, Curtis, if you're watching. 
the next day and then the next day with my dad, my uncle, and my brother again. Like we had this plan. So I bought all 12 tickets for my own personal consumption. But I guarantee you there were people buying 12 tickets when they only needed one or two. And we're going to sell the other 10. Like, and we didn't judge. We all had fun. We all hung out. Why can't it be a good thing that people are waiting in line for cards? Because it means I can't get any or I can't get any at $20. I, I just, I look I'm at that kinda... and I go, dude, get a life. Just please get a life. It really is a hobby. Why? Why? Because it's a What's wrong with that? That is a life-altering decision that guy just made. I don't know. To sit outside for yeah, 12 hours I mean, for something? I mean, come In on. In an era when we've got iPads and cell phones and, and you oh. know, we can order delivery while standing in line. Like, no, I think it's absolutely great. I could, I could do half of the work for my job without being in my office like i could do half the work for my job for this the other half i need to be at the computer with computing power and visuals and stuff but like like i could be so productive standing in line myself you know i i don't know i don't get it fair enough i don't get the hate anymore like like it i just i look at that and i'm just i I don't know i'm For years, we've said, oh, why aren't, you know, video games are so much more important. Video games are so much more popular. And people have been camping out for video game releases. Well, guess what? We're getting that for cards now. We're getting that for cards now. James, that's not true. James just said not anymore. They're all digital. No, they still do. Yeah, they still have Especially for the consoles. You know? Yeah. (sighs) You know, and there's... Yeah, no, there's still there's the people that like the physical game with the $99 package that comes with a figurine and and all of that. So, so I don't know. Like, I'm sorry that that you don't get blasters. I don't. You know what? I just here. Look at this. I just bought this off eBay. I just bought two basketball blasters off eBay. Paid 50 bucks for what should have been 20. I'm not <laughs> mad. You know, especially with tops going public, blasters are going to be sixty bucks at retail in a, a year, anyways. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <sighs> I'm going to jump over to Twitter.com/slash/GoGTSLive right now to put up my third tweet. So it's pretty easy. The tweets say retweet and enter to win. Lo- to win. So it shouldn't be that hard if you can find Twitter.com/slash/GoGTSLive to retweet and enter to win hits from tonight so it looks like we've got six winners total four from that last box and then one from each of the boxes before that right rob yep all right okay all right guys you did it i knew we'd get over 300 let's update this poll question when the modern six-figure card market eventually makes a correction what will be the average percentage loss in value and we have leading the way up to 50% still, all the way up to 37.9% of you. So we will see what happens. Uh, later in the program, we'd love to answer a question for you, especially if you are a new or returning collector. Use the hashtag GoGTSLiveQA, and we'll peruse some of your questions and pick one or two out to answer later in the program. Uh, but before we do that, it's time to take a look at all the products that are going to be hot in the shop or hot at your favorite breaker or online retailer next week. And it kicks off with the mother of all football card products, 2020 Panini National Treasures NFL football cards. 
going to deliver three autograph cards plus three memorabilia cards in every box. Solicitation was interesting that it made a special note that most boxes will deli deliver extra autograph and memorabilia cards. Uh, that very unusual to see in a Panini solicitation. So can't see, uh, wait to see what happens with that. Well, this is one of the most anticipated releases of the year. It's loaded with on-card autographs, oversized patches of all the best current and retired players the NFL has to offer. On-card autograph sets like The Future featuring all the top rookies, including Tua. Also look for rookie signature field pass cards of giants like Clyde uh, Edwards-Hilaire. The Machine, Derrick Henry on Colossal Signatures Prime. And then look for some booklet cards, Colossal Signature Primes with dual autographs. How awesome is that one of Aikman and Emmett? Uh, rookie Jumbo Prime Signature Booklet Shield Cards. As well as brand new Super Bowl Immortality Cards. Be sure to check that out. Lots of oversized jerseys, lots of on-card autographs, lots of new contents, and the chance at over-deliverage of hits. National Treasures football. Panini has another fun, exciting offering coming out this next week in Panini Obsidian Soccer Cards on its shiny black optochrome technology along with Contra Parallels. It's going to include more than 45 soccer teams from around the world, including some of the most powerful clubs, some of the best national teams. They're all here. FC Bayern Munich, Liverpool, Barcelona, Manchester United, Paris Saint-Germain, Juventus, Brazil, Portugal, Germany, Argentina, Belgium. Oh, and guess what? The United States as well. So just looking at some of these hits, incredible looking cards like the Eruption Electric electric etch blue finite with a patch in there uh, one insert or insert parallel in every single box including the chance at tunnel vision electric etch cards with green and that example shown there uh, we've got of course the black color blast so the popular twist on the super popular super rare color blast uh, parallels and other products these are going to be fantastic also a great autograph checklist uh, with lots of good memorabilia cards, three autograph inserts and five memorabilia inserts per box. Uh, or so, I'm sorry, I was reading that wrong on Jersey cards. Four autographed or memorabilia cards per box, seven cards per box. So have fun, soccer collectors. Go get them. All right. From the pitch to the hardwood we go with origins basketball i love origins two autographs or memorabilia cards including one rookie autograph and two parallels in every box origin makes its return to the hardwood for the 2021 season look for a stunning display of on-card autograph memorabilia and parallel content <clears throat> looking at this we've got Autographs from some of the best legends of the game, along with top rookies. So mixing it up. We've got silver and gold ink rookie autographs featuring on-card signatures. And unique opportunities to pull booklet autograph cards, content and rookie auto booklet patch and star 
six-star signatures, as well as rookie patch autographs. Keep in mind, uh, when this came out, they didn't have photography yet for the new rookie class, so that's why they're showing last year's rookie class. But rest assured, they're all in there, all the guys you've been waiting for. Uh, in addition to all that autograph and memorabilia content, quite a lineup of parallels, red, blue, orange, pink, turquoise, gold, green, and the 101 black in stores next week. We've got a new uh, skew coming out this week for 2020 Panini Select. The H2 box uh, comes out, which, you know, has been hybrid in the past. Each box is going to deliver two silver prisms and four of the exclusive disco prisms. And this is one of the most anticipated releases of the year because of the parallels, inserts, and unique content. Also, look for two rookie signatures memorabilia disco prisms in every case. So that's one every 10 boxes. There's 20 boxes per case. Of course, an incredible checklist of Joe Burrow, Tua Tagviola, Justin Herbert, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and many more great rookies. And all of those exciting different parallels to chase in here, as well as the other parallels that you see in uh, the regular hobby products. So Panini Select H2 NFL football cards this week. And new from Break King 2021 Break King Stars and Legends Multisport. Three premium buyback cards, including at least one graded card in every box. Look for major hits from multiple sports. Chase RCs, inserts, autograph, memorabilia cards, iconic cards, and much more in this latest premium buyback release from Break King. Also, Upper Deck Series 2 NHL Hockey Retail and 2021 Sage Football Premier Draft Low Series Blasters also release in retail. And that's a look at what's going to be hot in the shop. All right. So we have no questions. So we're going to skip that. And we've no got to put Ivan to We've, yeah, we've got to put uh, Ivan to work, pulling winners for tonight's six winners for tonight. But bef while he's doing that, I've got a great video for you. Our own John Waldman had a chance to sit down and talk with current WWE SmackDown Women's Champion Bianca Belair, who's scheduled to defend her title at WrestleMania against challenger Sasha Banks. John talks with Bianca about fans, collecting, wrestling gear, and more. Check this out. We'll be back to announce tonight's winners. Obviously, when you're talking about fans, it's easy to, to slide into conversation about memorabilia. There are so many collectors, um, be it uh, wanting autographed photos, trading cards, other memorabilia, all the swag that go, that's associated with WWE. Tell me about the first time that you saw yourself on a Topps trading card and what did that mean to you to, to have that experience? I remember being in NXT and, and seeing all the Topps the trading cards and wondering like, when are we going to get mine? Am I ever going to get one? And <laughs> I think that, you know, coming into WWE, you know, it's like, it's kind of, it, it, it will eventually happen, right? You know, that's, that's what you think. 
But being someone who didn't grow up watching wrestling, and and now I'm I'm in this profession, and I never imagined myself being a wrestler. Now I am. I can't imagine myself being anything other than a wrestler now. But you know that these things are kind of going to eventually fall into place. You're going to get in the video game. You're going to get action. You're going to, you're going to get on the tops card. But being that I never saw this for myself, and now it's happening, I have this feeling of, you know, I've seen like. John Cena and like all these like all these amazing wrestlers and legends that they're on top cards and then to see myself on one, I had this feeling of like, oh yeah, that is a top card, but that's that's not the same thing, right? Like I feel, I, I put I put it in two different categories and then it hits me like, no, that's the same thing. You have a top card just top card just like them. So <laughs> it's kind of this feeling of like disbelief. I'm kind of like. No way, no way, not me. But but once it hits me that like no, it's the same. You're you are on a tops card. It's an amazing feeling. Um, it's something that is hard to wrap my mind around sometimes. But it's it's crazy to just to see myself on the tops card when I've seen all these other amazing wrestlers on tops cards, and I'm I'm like right there with them on the same level. It's mm -hmm. mind blowing. Were you a, a collector growing up, or did you, or what did uh, what sort of uh, collectibles did you have when you were a kid? I wasn't a big collector growing up. Um, I feel like, ironically, you know, this doesn't, this probably doesn't tie in, but ironically, I like, I, I don't like books now, but when I was a kid, I collected books. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, that's all good. I, I collected caterpillars and any bug that you can find. I collected reptiles. I collected bugs, but I wasn't a really, really big collector. Um, I wasn't the only collection that I have then when I look back as a kid, is I have a collection of medals. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I had I had a room full of just like there were medals everywhere, and I hung them up everywhere. And I was like a collector of medals and trophies. So I guess now in wrestling, I'll just be a collector of titles. My very first title. And to start with at WrestleMania, I'll get my very first SmackDown Women's title. Then well, I'll start collecting titles. <laughs> absolutely, and, and I'm guessing that Montez will have to make uh, room in the in the uh, the trophy case for you guys. Um, oh. Talk about and 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 to to go from that, I, you know, are there? There's obviously a lot of things that um, between the two of you, um, being two of the most colorful uh, personalities in WWE, um, you've got a whole bunch of gear that you that you guys have worn and swapped out and are continually changing color schemes, uh, look overall look, etc. Um, have you guys kept a lot, or is there any particular that you display in your house, or are the, or is most of it, um, you know, just sort of held into that you're going to rotate it in at some point as you're going on uh, through shows? Yeah, now that you say that, actually, I am a collector of gear. <laughs> there you um, go. I'm a little bit of a gear hoarder because you know I make my own gear, so I and I collect. I have like boxes of fabric that I just haven't even made gear out of yet. But for me. I try to make gear for every single big moment, and I try not to rewear it mm -hmm. because when I look at my gear, it takes me back to that specific match, that specific moment. It's very sentimental for me, and I I usually hang it up or I put it in these little bags, and I, I wrap tissue paper around it, and I put it at the top of my closet. So I have a collection of all my different gears. I plan on holding on to them. Um, and collecting them, I don't really like, I don't want to rewear them, if, you, if you, especially if it was for a big moment. Yeah. So I, they're all up at the top. Um, every single gear that I've had that I, like has like, um, like I think for TakeOver, I had 
fan art of myself. And then um, I had one gear where I was beating up all the girls. I take a, a piece of that gear and I cut it out and I stick it up on my wall. So each like each special gear, I try to put a piece on my wall. And I have the Black History Month um, from Takeover yeah. Portland. Black History Month robe, I have that spaced out on the wall. So we try to, um, I'm a really big person of just memories. Mm-hmm. And uh, I try to put bits and pieces of, of every single gear that's significant on the wall. So when we walk in, we have like the, the, the wrestling so thanks to John Waldman for that. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, there's more of that interview available to listen to currently on the website in an article, Athlete Interview, Bianca Blair on GoGTS.net. If you're interested, be sure to check out the rest. All right, Ivan, six winners. Six winners tonight. Um, very exciting wins. Some Tops Heritage hits. Some Upper Deck Series 2 hits. And four different winners from that awesome box of Upper Deck Black Hockey. Uh, so it's pretty easy. You got this far. Don't drop the ball now. If you hear your name called, it came from your Twitter account, from your Twitter retweet. So it's going to be your Twitter name. If you hear your Twitter name called, email us to claim your prize. GoGTSLive at GoGTS.net. Pretty simple, right? Um Email us your name, your mailing address, what you won, and your Twitter handle in order to claim your prize. That's how you win. So simple. And then Rob over there is going to spend his entire weekend getting these six packages shipped out. So thank him. Be nice. Be kind. Reply. Uh, First person that needs to do that in order to get the Tops Heritage Hits is... Uh, Isaac Kyle Jr. One two three, Isaac Kyle Jr. One two three. That's our tops winner tonight. Uh, the upper deck series two hits. Lots of young guns. Lots of those shiny. Uh, what are those shiny ones called, Rob? Dynamite. Da- Dynamite. Dazzlers. Dazzlers. Oh, I like that even more. Uh, all of that is going to John Driscoll one seven two. John Driscoll one seven two. The exquisite rookie from our Upper Deck Black Hockey Box is going to Higgy 04 Rob. Higgy 04 Rob. The Relic Debuts card is going to Fox Brains. Congratulations, Fox Brains. Hope that Fox Brain knows how to email. Uh, The Niedermeyer patch is going to Hobby Smash. Hobby smash. It's getting that Scott Niedermeyer patch. And then the Bowen Byram autograph patch card is going to another Fox, Foxy Clean 23. Foxy Foxes Clean. are wild tonight. 23, yeah. Yeah, Foxes were two for six. So sorry if you weren't a Fox and you didn't win tonight. But hey, we're going to be back next week with even more good show. Um,. Gosh, what is it? It's already April. Rob, we're already in Q2. Oh, I know. It's crazy. crazy? Um, I wanted to take a minute to publicly thank you and James again for uh, holding down the fort while I was on vacation. Uh, It was the most unplugged I've been since I've worked for GTS. So it was really, really relaxing. And uh, I know you guys did a great job. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. We'll be back next Thursday night with a brand new episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies web show. 
Um, but in the meantime, pretty sure you guys know what to be doing. Always be collecting and be the change you want to be in the world. Have a good weekend, and we're back next week. Bye. We'll be right back.